Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, hey, hey. Ah, what a blessing it is to be able to be with you, join with you. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and our topic this week is Accelerating Your Awakening. So, as we're preparing to go inward, I invite you to place your hand on your heart Let's be wholehearted right now for our awakening, wholeheartedly available for the atonement, wholeheartedly choosing the atonement. So grateful and so thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize our true nature is perfect love. We're already as holy as holy can be. So grateful and so thankful to consciously be choosing our awakening, consciously choosing our healing, our divine destiny. We're moving out of delaying and procrastinating and resisting and being reluctant, and we're moving into that free flow of healing, expansion, clarity, joy. We're giving ourselves this gift of being present now and choosing our awakening. So we are accelerating our awakening In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings, and we are grateful to let it be. In gratitude, we allow our acceleration and our awakening to happen. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. So... Uh, first, I'd, I'd just like to share that I feel so blessed because I just had two weeks w- with folks from all over the place who came for my week-long spiritual counseling intensive, and then uh, I did an advanced retreat for folks who've been in Masterful Living with me for a year or more. That Masterful Living is my year-long course, and oh, it is the light of my life. I just love that. And then uh, there's the uh, Stop Playing Small retreat I did. And wow, just over the course of several weeks, noticing how many breakthroughs people had by doing the work in person. And it really inspired me to do more of those intensives and those getaways. So that's what I'm working on. I'm working on um, possibly doing a spiritual counseling intensive in Uh, the UK, early September, in Thailand, early November, and in Kauai, uh, late February, early March of next year. So if you have any interest in those, uh, you can let me know, and uh, I'll keep you posted on those things. So you can always email me at jennifer at jenniferhadley.com. And then... uh, I, I think I might do a Course in Miracles retreat in October, later October, uh, rather early October, and also do a forgiveness retreat uh, in early October. And I one of my things that I've really been interested in doing for many years is a consistent New Year's Eve retreat where we do a lot of silence, but we also do a lot of deep work. So I love to do that New Year's reboot work. So that's what I'm uh, I'm working on there. And I really love to the retreat center in North Carolina. It's a beautiful place up in the mountains. Such a healing space. I really felt the energy was so supportive to us, and the staff is so lovely there. It's, it's spectacularly beautiful. So. Uh, Yeah, those are some things I'm working on. So you can put those into your possibilities. And as soon as I firm things up, I will let you know. 
<laughs> All right. So let us jump into accelerating our awakening, which is the atonement. Atonement, ascension, awakening, all names for the same things. So, going back to chapter 1 of the text, section 3, which is entitled, Atonement and Miracles. And Jesus tells us here, I am in charge of the process of atonement, which I undertook to begin. When you offer a miracle to any of my brothers, you do it to yourself and me. So let's understand this. What does it mean to offer a miracle to our brothers and sisters? Offering a miracle is when we are offering the truth, which is offering love. So remember, a miracle is when we are in alignment with truth, when we're in alignment with the nature of God reality versus ego illusion. So the miracle happens in our mind when we surrender the ego thought system and allow our real thoughts to shine through. So remember, all the ego thoughts, they obscure our awareness of the truth. All the ego thoughts obscure our awareness of true reality. So when we are willing to surrender our attachment to our beliefs, to the meaning we've made of things, to our interpretations, when we can surrender those, then the truth reveals itself. It's just like the sun is always shining behind the clouds. It's always there. It's not going anywhere. The truth in us, the truth as us, is not going anywhere. But it can be obscured behind the clouds. And when it is obscured behind the clouds, just like if it were going to be dark year after year, day after day, hour after hour, for decades, we would get, <laughs> we would get into a, a, an intense funk if we lived in total darkness. But that's what it's like when we're ego-identified. The clouds are covering up the sun. It's a gray day every day. And if you've ever lived in a place where you had a lot of gray days and rainy days, and then you start to have some sunny days, how your mood lifts with the sunshine, with the shift in weather. And so when we allow our obscuring thoughts, the ego thoughts, to be dissolved and resolved, when we hand them over to Jesus, when we hand them over to the Holy Spirit, when we hand them over to the higher self, when we are willing to let our opinions go, to lay our burden down, then we open ourselves to being miraculously minded. And so when we offer a miracle to any of our brothers and sisters, we offer it to ourselves and to Jesus. He says, the reason you come before me is that I do not need miracles for my own atonement, but I stand at the end in case you fail temporarily. So Jesus is telling us he stands with us at the end of time in case we fail. He's got us. We can't be lost. We we can't be eternally forsaken. He says, my part in the atonement is the canceling out of all errors that you could not otherwise correct. So, here's our responsibility in terms of accelerating our awakening, is to correct all the errors that we can see, to correct all the errors in our choices. In other words, to make loving choices consistently. Jesus will correct all the other errors. He will help with the undoing of all the consequences. That's the prayer at the end of chapter 5, page 90, which is, this is our prayer to the Holy Spirit when we're upset because we've chosen wrongly. It says, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. I made the decision myself but I can also decide otherwise. You see, there is the correction. We decide otherwise. 
The prayer goes on. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me. So this is one of the fundamental teachings of A Course in Miracles, is to say every day or whenever we're upset, you decide for me. To say it to Jesus, to say it to the Holy Spirit, you decide for me. Because we're choosing to remember the truth that sets us free. We're choosing to make corrections. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, (laughs) I got distracted for a second. So he says, my part in the atonement is the canceling out of all errors that you could not otherwise correct. When you have been restored to recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of the atonement yourself. So this is one of the things that he tells us is that we are going to be restored. And he's helping us correct all the errors that we cannot ourselves correct. So by making loving choices all day long, we're naturally correcting the patterns, the habits Everything that we've done in the past will get corrected as well. So we do our work right now in the present moment. That's the only place we can do it. He says, as you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great crusade to correct it. So we become unwilling to accept ourselves as unlovable, bad, wrong. We become unwilling to identify with that anymore. Yes. It says, Listen to my voice. Learn to undo error and act to correct it. So how do we listen to Jesus' voice in order to accelerate our awakening? How do we do that? First of all, we have to be willing to listen to that voice. We have to be willing. This is up to us. No one can be willing for us. So we have this wonderful opportunity to be in this divine partnership with Jesus, with the company of heaven, with all that is holy. This is our divine opportunity. We partner up. We make the choice. We say yes to it. We cultivate the desire in our heart. To not go it alone anymore and to be the happy learner, happy listener. Because think of it this way imagine that someone could be like a, a little re- receiver in your ear speaking to you, like uh, the cops do, police do. They have uh, those two-way communicators in their ear so they can hear somebody talking with them and giving them advice. Imagine that you have that with Jesus. Jesus can see through all directions of time and space, always knows the choice that will bring you happiness, always knows the choice that will bring you freedom, always knows the choice that will bring you healing, that will bring you relief. And he is always available to speak with you, always there, if you're willing to listen. Seems pretty obvious that the main thing for us to do is to cultivate the willingness to listen and that decision to listen. I am listening. I'm hearing the voice for God. I am interested in that. 
So I think of life examples all the time where, like if somebody really wants to have ice cream, they're going to go to the store and get that ice cream. If somebody really wants to have a Starbucks, they're going to find a Starbucks and they're going to go get it. So when we really desire something, we are putting energy and effort into it. And we can do the same thing with cultivating the ability to be willing to listen and then deciding to listen. So first we cultivate the willingness and then we make the decision. A lot of people don't go as far as making the decision. They have a little bit of willingness, which is all that they need in order to allow some movement. But if we can truly move into that place of this is what I'm deciding, this is what I'm desiring, this is what I'm doing, this is what is happening, moving into that space because our mind is the mind of God, Boy, does it accelerate our awakening. But you see, many people are so identified with the ego. The ego does not want this. No, 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 no. So people are identified with the ego, so they're experiencing the resistance and the reluctance. The truth is, in spirit, we have no resistance. We have no reluctance. Why? There's nothing to resist. There's nothing to be reluctant about in spirit. What is there to resist? In our spiritual awareness, we recognize love is all there is. Love is all there is. Love is all there is. There's nothing to resist. If we're resisting, the only thing we can be resisting is love. So who is resisting love? If you feel resistant and reluctant to take steps and make choices that are supportive to you, that are healing to you, that are nurturing to you, ask yourself, who is resistant? Because it's not you. It's the false identified you, falsely identified you. The real you has no resistance to love. And we can move into that place. And just like you can hire a personal trainer at the gym to get you in shape, you can make Jesus your personal trainer. And I'm not just being um, flip here. I mean it. I mean it. Make Jesus, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, Buddha. Make these ascended masters. Make the angelic realm your personal trainers to walk with you and talk with you all the time. It's like in uh, for people who are in recovery from addiction, sometimes for people who can afford it, they'll have a sober companion. Someone who will walk with them, be more than a sponsor to them, but to live with them and to monitor them and support them in staying on track. So that's what Jesus is offering to us, to be like a sober companion, a spiritual companion, a mighty companion. So how do we cultivate being a good listener? through our willingness, our decision, and our desire. Willingness, decision, desire. I have a free class on my website right now called Seven Simple Steps to Interrupting the Pattern of Fear. Seven Simple Steps to Interrupting the Pattern of Fear. It's on the events page at jenniferhadley.com and it's totally free for you. I walk you through these steps. If you're feeling resistant and reluctant, like you keep making uh, egoic decisions and you'd like some support, that class may be helpful to you and it's free. So if you or anyone you know is feeling thwarted by fear, seven simple steps to interrupting the patterns of fear. Very simple. So he's saying here, 
Listen to my voice, learn to undo error, and act to correct it. The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunities to do them, but you must be ready and willing. Doing them will bring conviction in the ability, because conviction comes through accomplishment. The ability is the potential. The achievement is its expression. And the atonement, which is the natural profession of the children of God, is the purpose. Okay, so here Jesus tells us the atonement is our profession. It's our profession. So many times I've said, I am employed by God Incorporated. Same thing. Our profession, we you, we can think, well, I've got a career in finance. I've got a career in teaching. But the truth is, our career, our natural profession is the atonement. What is the atonement? It is the full realization that separation never occurred. Never has been, never will be. It's an illusion. So our ability is what we're cultivating, our response ability. So let's just go over this again here. So he says, and this is right in paragraph 1 of section 3 in chapter 1, where he says, When you have been restored to the recognition of your original state, you naturally become part of of the atonement yourself. It's like you become part of the corporation, <laughs> become part of the structure, become part of the, the matrix of love. <laughs> so it says, as you share my unwillingness to accept error in yourself and others, you must join the great cru- crusade to correct it. Listen to my voice, learn to undo error, and act to correct it. So we're undoing error when we're choosing loving thoughts. Because the only error is to choose unloving thoughts. It says, The power to work miracles belongs to you. I will provide the opportunities to do them but you must be ready and willing. So, would you like to be a miracle worker? Be ready and willing. Ready. Ready for being loving. Ready for responding to guidance. Now, here's one of the things that makes us unready. When we're we're unready to be loving, when we are actively choosing to be unloving. So, let's say you withhold love from people. Let's say you're thinking lots of attack thoughts about people. Let's say you are critical and judgmental and opinionated. Let's say that you believe in lack and limitation and you energize it over and over and over again by worrying throughout your day. Then you're demonstrating an unwillingness because you're actively choosing to block living a miraculous life. When we worry, when we're opinionated and judgmental, then we're choosing to live an unmiraculous life. We're choosing to live the life that we are settling for. We're choosing limitation. So in order to move out of that, we cultivate the willingness to be that great listener and to follow the guidance when we get it. And that's one thing that's uh, very challenging for many people. It certainly has been very challenging for me, is why pray for guidance and then not follow it? That's crazy. But that's what we do. We pray for guidance. We pray for insight. We pray for signs and direction, but then if the sign and the direction and the guidance and the insight doesn't match up with what our ego thinks should be, we don't follow it. We deny it. We make excuses. 
we go into that resistance and reluctance. So whenever you feel resistant and reluctant, just know your ego identified, you're playing small. And you can make the choice to open your heart and open your mind to the higher possibilities of love. You know, and I have to say that, especially just coming from these wonderful retreats that I just did, being the two or more who are gathered is so powerful. That's what I see in Finding Freedom, my seven-week boot camp class. That's what I see in the sacred circle, my spiritual counseling uh, circle. That's what I see in Masterful Living, my year-long class with the prayer partners. Having a spiritual partner, having a spiritual community. So you can have that in your study groups. If you don't have a study group and you don't know of one, I encourage you to start one. The Holy Spirit will work a miraculous way for you. And uh, at livingacourseofmiracles.com, we have study group support. So I, I did a number of free calls that you can listen to, that you can download of how to start a study group, how to run a study group, how to promote a study group. And I interviewed great study group leaders about how to do it. And I really encourage you, if you have any thoughts of starting a study group, I really encourage you to begin. Begin, begin, begin. Boldness has magic and genius in it. Begin. So he's saying here, the power to work miracles belongs to you. I'll provide the opportunities to do them, but you must be ready and willing. Doing them will bring conviction in the ability, because conviction comes through accomplishment. So as you become a better listener and you become more willing and you make the decision to work for God Incorporated to be a loving presence on this planet, you will get insight and guidance about how to express in a miraculous way. And you will then develop the conviction. Conviction is another way to express faith. So then you'll have more and more faith. Faith comes through accomplishing miracles. He says, the ability is the potential. The achievement is its expression. So, you have the ability. That's what he's telling. The achievement is its expression. And the atonement, which is the natural profession of the children of God, is the purpose. So, this is how, exactly, precisely how, we accelerate our awakening. And it's so wonderful. To be in that flow of love. I encourage you to truly consider it. Making this your practical application of truly saying, you decide for me. I'm going to cultivate surrendering the reluctance and the resistance and stepping into the listening. This is our holy work to do together. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You've been listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent. To be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey, 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 I'm back. Thank you for joining me. So we're talking about accelerating our awakening. Yes, indeed. And... In this chapter 1, section 3, Atonement and Miracles, Jesus tells us, I love this, Heaven and earth shall pass away means that they will not continue to exist as separate states. Okay, so heaven and earth will become one. 
My word, which is the resurrection and the life, shall not pass away because life is eternal. Remember that Jesus taught us to use that uh, statement. I am the resurrection and the life. I am is not Jesus is is uh, he's supporting us in our resurrection in our awakening. But it's the I am presence. It's the mighty I am presence. It's the the <laughs> our God presence that is the resurrection and the life for each one of us. I am the resurrection, uh, rather, my word, which is the resurrection and the life, shall not pass away because life is eternal. You are the work of God, and his work is wholly lovable and wholly loving. This is how a man must think of himself in his heart, because this is what he is. So every time that we have a thought that that's not what we are, we are contributing to the darkness. Every time that we are thinking that we are not good enough, that we are bad, that we are wrong, then we are contributing to the darkness. But that's not our reason for being. We're here to be truly helpful. That's the My Purpose Prayer, which is on page 28, at the end of the section 5 in chapter 2. I'm here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent God who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because God who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever God wishes, knowing God goes there with me. I will be healed as I let God teach me to heal. I will be healed as I let God teach me to heal. So there's another thing that we can do every day to accelerate our awakening is to say, to Jesus, to the company of heaven, to God, to the higher self, to the I am presence, teach me to heal. I am willing to heal. Teach me to heal. And we'll heal ourselves first. And then we're a healing presence on this planet. We're a helpful presence on this planet when we're healing ourselves. There's no greater gift that we can give in this world and to heal our own mind. So if you think about, you'd like to help your family, you'd like to help the poor, you'd like to help your spouse or your child or someone in your life that seems to have a major illness or some uh, real uh, challenge, some tragic thing that's going on, the greatest contribution you can make to their healing is to choose the atonement for yourself, to Accelerate your awakening. Now, awakening doesn't mean that you're going to uh, necessarily disappear in a, in a, uh, on a cloud like Jesus did. But heaven and earth shall pass away. They'll no longer be separate. So we can walk on the earth now as awakened beings. Teaching. And this is what the teacher's manual of A Course in Miracles tells us we can do. And that those of us who are studying this material, reading this material, walking the talk, living the love, we're the teachers of God. And we're here to be that healing, loving presence. So we can awaken and continue to share and continue to share and continue to share. It says, I am the only one who can perform miracles. Oh, I jumped ahead. The forgiven are, oh, I'm so glad I realized I don't want to jump over this. The forgiven are the means of the atonement. The forgiven are the means of the atonement. So, what that is telling us is that when we forgive those who appear to have debts against us, who have trespassed against us, they become the means of our atonement. The forgiven are the means of the atonement. 
being filled with spirit, they forgive in return. So when we forgive our brothers and sisters, they then begin to forgive as well. Because all minds are joined. So the greatest acceleration we can do in our awakening and the awakening of our brothers and sisters in the end to war and poverty is to forgive our brothers and sisters their debts and their trespasses. So I'm going to invite you right now to just take a moment and think of the resentments that you have against people. Think of anything that you're holding against anyone in resentment. The release of that resentment is accepting the atonement for yourself. The release of that resentment is the forgiveness. How do we do it? So practical. Here's how you do it. You have to detached from the meaning you've made of it, from your interpretation, and be willing simply to say this, I do not know what anything is for, except it's for my good. It is for my awakening. It's for my healing. Now, as you've probably heard me say many times, if someone's been raped, if they feel betrayed, it's pretty darn hard for us, from our... 3D perspective to look at that and say, I can see that's for my good. We can't see it until we can rise in our awareness to see beyond time and space. But over and over again in the Course, Jesus tells us everything works together for our good. Everything is gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good. All situations, circumstances, and events, all occurrences are helpful. So, as long as we label them as not being helpful, not being good, then we can't access the learning, the wisdom that's encoded into them because we've labeled them as wrong and bad. If we're labeling anything or anyone as wrong and bad, we're choosing to live in darkness. We're choosing to live in lack and limitation. So we're going to experience more lack and limitation because that's what we're interested in. That's what we're choosing. That's what we like. So it's up to us to make a different choice. And this is what this whole section is about, making a different choice. All right. I love it. I'm going to take a sip of my... Uh, I'm not drinking caffeine anymore. Totally gave up caffeine a couple of months ago. I I did this program. It's free at jenniferhadley.com uh, called Pray and Clear. And it's about really clearing out self-destructive habits related to self-care. And particularly uh, diet and just all the many ways that we... Care for the Body Temple. So it's called Pray and Clear. It's a 40-day free program. And uh, so I gave up caffeine. I've been uh, caffeine-free. I maybe had one cup of green tea. Uh, but I've been caffeine-free now for a few months. And I have to say, very surprisingly, I have more energy. So I am sipping this decaf, <laughs> this decaf, not quite espresso, uh, coffee drink. (laughs) So I'm going to take a sip of that. Mm. And thank you for all the sweet people who write to me and say, oh, I love when you sip your tea or your coffee. Uh, Yep, I'm a human being. I need to wet my throat. So, okay. I'm having a human experience. I heard the people say, oh, really, are you a human being or a spiritual being? Yeah, the need to be right, to be correct in the correct... It's, it's Words are so important, so I appreciate that. Okay, so here we go. 
The forgiven are the means of the atonement. Being filled with spirit, they forgive in return. Those who are released must join in releasing their brothers, for this is the plan of the atonement. Miracles are the way in which minds that serve the Holy Spirit unite with me for the salvation or release of all God's creations. So when we forgive our brothers and sisters, when we release the meaning that we've attached to something, we're empowering them to now forgive also. We're teaching them by our example. And because all minds are joined, they're going to feel less guilty, less ashamed, less afraid, which will make them in turn be more loving and more compassionate and more of a healing presence. Yes, I can feel the energy of that. Isn't that a wonderful reason to release the resistance and reluctance and to forgive, forgive, forgive? When I recognized this, one of the things I started to do was to pray every day to forgive everything in all directions of time and space in my memory, in my karma, in my being, to forgive everything, 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 everything. And I started, it started to show up in my dreams. It started to show up in my thoughts all day long. And I would be, let's say, cleaning the house. And I would think of something that happened to me when I was a kid where I felt guilty. And, or I was mad at somebody. They had done something that I was, had not forgiven them for. These thoughts would come into my awareness. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tommy, back in second grade, he did whatever. And, oh, I'm, I was so mad at him at the time. Because I, one of the things I did growing up was I, st- I took vows all the time where I would vow, I'm never going to forget this. I'm never going to forget what you did to me. Whether I said it out loud or not, doesn't matter. And I would say, I'm, I'm never going to let this go. So I had so many things to clear because I made so many vows to never forget, to always remember. So when I started saw how to accelerate my awakening, I started to do this and practically apply it on a moment-by-moment basis. Then all these memories started coming up for clearing, for healing. Because I was calling forth the acceleration. I am intending to forgive everything that I have not forgiven. I'd like to have it all come back into my awareness if that's what's necessary. If it's not necessary, what do I need to revisit it for? So I literally said to Jesus, please take from me every memory that no longer serves me. If I can't be useful with my memories, what do I need them for? So I started to undo all those vows to always remember, to never forget the debts and the trespasses, the hurts and the wounds. Oh, and I got so much lighter. And I did go through a period of several years where stuff was coming up all the time. And it was agitating, energetically agitating. But you know what? such a relief such a relief over the course of a few years I relinquished so much so I went from being afraid and confused and unhappy to feeling safe and secure and happy so a few years of doing this work oh my god and what did it cost me who did I have to pay uh Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Yeah. And and this is exactly what inspired me to do my Finding Freedom class and my Masterful Living class was because I could tell people how to do it. You know, I could tell people what I learned, but they wouldn't do it. And they would come back to me with complaints. Why, you know, why is my life not changing? Why, I'm reading all these books. Uh, 
I'm taking all these classes. I'm doing all these things, uh, you know, to study and to understand spiritual principle. I'm going to church all the time. But things aren't really changing in my life. My relationships aren't really healing. My body's not really healing. These things are not really healing in my life. What's, what's the problem? And I, I'd say, well, you have to do the spiritual work. You have to cultivate that willingness. You have to have these practices. You know, it's uh, your your meditation and prayer in the morning is just the beginning of your daily practice. Your daily practice is all day long in every conversation, every email, every text, every activity that you're doing. Are you doing it with love? Are you doing it to truly be a forgiving, loving presence on this planet? Or are you doing everything you're doing or some of the things you're doing to get something back in return? Because when you're really interested in being in the flow of love, you don't have to do anything to get anything. You really don't. You will be provided for in miraculous ways because you're living a miraculous life. And just like Jesus says here so clearly, the ability which we all have is the potential. The achievement is its expression. And the atonement, which is the natural profession of the children of the God, is the purpose. So doing them will bring conviction in your ability. Because conviction, which is faith, comes through accomplishment. What I say is prove God. Prove that God works in your life. You're the only one who can. And you prove it to yourself, and then you know. He says here, Miracles are the way in which minds that serve the Holy Spirit unite with me for the salvation or release of all God's children. God's creations, rather. So, This is a very holy purpose for which we have been designed and for which we've said yes. We've already said yes to it, or we wouldn't be interested in A Course in Miracles. And now it's time for us to put our energy into action. Paragraph 4, he says, I am the only one who can perform miracles indiscriminately because I am the atonement. You have a role in the atonement, which I will dictate to you. Now, catch this. This is really important. He says, ask me which miracles you should perform. Ask me which miracles you should perform. This spares you needless effort because you will be acting under direct communication. The impersonal nature to the miracle of the miracle is an essential ingredient. Because it enables me to direct its application. And under my guidance, miracles lead to the highly personal experience of revelation. So, would you like to have a revelation? Would you like to live in revelation? Revelations of truth are super power, antioxidant, energized, like, ugh. A revelation of truth. I've had many revelations of truth. And when they come, they are so invigorating. They are so inspiring. They are so uplifting. Many people have ahas, and then they can't even remember what aha was. Because there's not a sense of dedication. There's not a sense of a real commitment. So the ahas come, and then they fade away. Can't remember what they are. But a revelation of truth is life-changing. It is so uplifting and so empowering. It's it's like, uh, I can't even really describe it. But we can have revelations of truth. Just in these events, I just did. I saw people, I know people were having revelations of truth. I saw them having them. I felt them having him. And so, this is what we're going for. I am the only one who can perform miracles indiscriminately because I am the atonement. You have a role in the atonement which I will dictate to you. 
Ask me which miracles you should perform. This spares you needless effort because you will be acting under direct communication. The impersonal nature of the miracle is an essential ingredient because it enables me to direct its application and under my guidance, miracles lead to the highly personal experience of revelation. A guide does not control, but he does direct, leaving it up to you to follow. Lead us not into temptation means recognize your errors and choose to abandon them by following my guidance. Recognize your errors and choose to abandon them by following my guidance. Yes. So, what happens is when we live in this partnership with Jesus, when we're in that trust and faith with Jesus, when we let him be our guide, then we're starting to live by faith. And then our whole life changes. So you can see how one thing leads to another. That you make the decision to be willing to ask to be miracle-minded, to cultivate the ability to be a great listener. So you're cultivating the willingness. You make the decision to be miracle-minded, to be a great listener, to be guided. You make that decision, and then you follow. You listen. You make the choices, the follow-up choices. You live in that dedication. It may seem that you will be asked to give up things that you don't want to give up. That is not true. You will only be asked to give up that which causes you pain and suffering. Think of how many judgments you've held on to and you're still bitterly holding on to causes you pain and suffering. Things that are valuable, you'll never have to give up because they are your eternal nature. So I'm inviting you to pray with me right now to place your hand on your heart and say, I am willing So we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, with Jesus, to be led and guided, to be miracle-minded, to choose the atonement for ourselves, and to be a beneficial presence on this planet. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. And by the way, I just want to send you, uh, give you a reminder that the A Course in Miracles free app is still there. It's at iTunes. It's for the uh, iPhone and the iPad. And also, if you value this radio show, please write a review wherever you receive the podcast from, Stitcher, iTunes. And also, if you'd like to make a contribution to support this radio show and to help fund it, you can do so at Unity or you can do so at jenniferhadley.com or powerofloveministry.net. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.